What's up, walruses? It's the start of a new week. We're so blessed to be alive. Are you feeling it? Do you feel like that? Have you got it in your bones? Do you feel you're blessed? Oh, mommy, yes, I'm blessed to be alive. You know, some people will have passed away over the weekend never to return to this beautiful earth. Just have a good think about that if you're starting your day off with a complaint. So we're all still here with an opportunity to build a beautiful legacy and and maybe leave that to our loved ones or but we're here to make sure that we suck the marrow from the bone called opportunity which every one of us still has in abundance if we're here today on this beautiful earth. If I hear one fucking complaint or moan or negative content on social from any of the walruses to, uh, I can't even spit it out. From any of the walruses today, I've been down on them like the proverbial ton of bricks, like my dad used to say to me. Now, I'm not sure if, uh, if that's a Belfast expression, ton of bricks, or whether it's used further afield. Perhaps you'll help me up my social and let me know. Now, the walruses don't need to complain because we know that there's nothing to be gained from complaining. In fact, you know what? I'm going to do an episode on stopping complaining. Maybe, maybe, probably, probably do that. Maybe later this week or I'll hit that, do that next week. So uh, I don't think I've done one on complaining before. Uh, so that will be coming to your uh, devices pretty soon. So let's think for a few seconds about gratitude and about all the good stuff you've got in your life. All the good relationships. All the nature that's around. Do you remember the My Wee Squirrel? My Wee Squirrel that runs up that tree every single day at six o'clock in the morning that I watch. Beautiful Wee Squirrel. The food on our tables and all the opportunities that lie ahead in this this beautiful world. Now certainly, something I've been hugely grateful for and want to spend this episode reflecting on is the Unstoppable Mindset event that I've just hosted at the Bullet Hotel here in Belfast just over a week ago. Now for the benefit of the outside world, Belfast and Northern Ireland isn't unfortunately a hotbed of personal development activity. We're, we're conservative with a small C by nature and generally a little as suspicious of change or anything which uh, promises hope because we know from living in Northern Ireland that hope, it's the hope that gets you, not the misery. Hope is more often dashed due to the, the broken political system we have here and decades, if not centuries, um, of war that we've had across this island. Um, but over the last few years, I've been working tirelessly to change mindsets, to say, do you know what? It's a waste of time waiting for a top-down solution as it's unlikely to ever arrive. We need to mount a velvet-gloved revolution from the ground up. We, the SMEs and the local entrepreneurs, need to lead this. And I've spent several years ploughing that furrow and inspiring or trying to inspire as many as I can to stop waiting for the trickle-down and to be part of the revolution powered by the secret fucking sauce. So, it was a good step forward to sell out the Unstoppable Mindset event, and I thought it might be useful if I spent some time today giving my reflections on the event and its success, which might help other people running events themselves in Northern Ireland or elsewhere, and which might encourage others to open their minds and dip their toes into the possibilities of personal growth and networking and events generally. 
So for episode 91, here are some takeaways if you're organising or attending events to maximise those opportunities. And really this episode, do you know what I'm going to do in this episode? I'm going to do this episode around organising events. Um, and those who organise events who are thinking about that, and what I'll do is I'll do an episode maybe later in the week um, for people attending events and what you should think about to maximise um, the opportunity of attending events. So num- number one, point number one, I think we're going to do 10 points. In fact, I'm going to do a dozen. Going to do, uh, I thought of two extra ones there for you. Going to do a dozen points about maximising the opportunity for organising events. Now, number one, if you're thinking of organising an event, make sure you've built up as much social and professional capital as possible on social media. It's so much better and easier if you can sell tickets, even sell out your events with just a handful of posts on social media like I'm very blessed to do. Now, take a period of time to showcase your chops, showcase your application, what you're hoping to deliver and the value you're hoping to give to the business community before you start doing your events. So if you've put out there day after day after day after day after day, this is what I do, this is what I offer to the world, this is the value I can add to people out there. Whenever you then come to organise an event, you're far likely to have some hungry people who want to attend it. Now, number two, remember when you're marketing um, your event, you must create FOMO. And for anybody who doesn't know what FOMO is, that sounds like some awful disease, doesn't it? But uh, maybe it is, I don't know. It's fear of missing out. F-O-M-O, fear of missing out. And that is your best weapon in your armoury to get ticket sales. Now, the FOMO, it comes in all different shapes and sizes and some people get very creative around it. But it could be an early bird rate. So it could be, a FOMO could be an early bird rate um, that's only going to last for the first 20 people who book tickets or for the first three days of the launch or something like that. So an early bird rate or you could do a special offer and um, we'll always include a ratcheting then. So you've done a special offer, right? Always also include a ratcheting of how long there is to go to an event such as there's only three days to go and those words only do actually work. Um, and always, indi- always include some indication around Ticket sales, so you might be saying something like, just three tickets remain, only three tickets left. And remember, you can hit that out on your social channels, you can hit that out on MailChimp, you can hit that out on flyers, you can hit the street, whatever way you want to do it. But you must be creating um, some element of FOMO. So an early bird, special offer, um, ratcheting up how long there is to go to the event, how many tickets only are left. Uh, and you'll want to, from, from my perspective, you want to get to a stage where you're sold out before the event actually happens. So you're sold out before the event actually happens. So I limit my seat numbers to achieve this. So if I'm saying there's going to be 40 or there's going to be 60 or 80 or 100 or whatever it might be, I limit my seat numbers so I achieve that. So just don't give an open-ended number. I put a figure in my head that I want to achieve. I book an event place to that exact size and then I limit it because I want to get sold out prior to the event because um, I think if you have that sold out and you can blast that out on your channels, this builds confidence um, in the consumer for your future events. Now, just think about uh, great FOMO um, you've created. If you can say, make sure. So for me, I want to have a FOMO. So I'll be able to say, um, make sure you book your tickets early because this event will sell out just like all my other events. Right. 
Does that make sense? That's a great place to be if you're doing that now. Number three, just remember, and this is something that I never forget, success isn't based on whether you sell out your event or not. I often see people, that's all they're thinking about. What are my ticket sales? What's my turnover for the event? They're just thinking about selling out the event. Now, for me, success is based upon whether you deliver your objectives at the event, okay? It's not based on your ticket sales, but it's whether you deliver your objectives at the event. So I assume I'm going to sell out, but I'm locked on about the value. Now, if you have a little look at a post I did on LinkedIn of me just before I walked into the Unstoppable Mindset event, and you'll hear me talking about the possibility of failure. And that's even though I have actually sold out the event because I'm judging myself on the event on whether I blow the minds of all the attendees rather than on whether it was a sellout because the sellout benefits me alone and not the attendees and it's the attendees' success that I'm really focused on. Number four, if you're holding an event, it doesn't really matter what it is. But, um, but I like to, and I think you should, build in an element of getting the attendees outside their comfort zone. And I just don't mean an icebreaker here. If it's suitable, really get into the minds of the people attending and push the limits of the attendees. Actually challenge them. and They'll be more receptive to new thinking if you've done that and your event will be talked about with greater affection um, and set you apart from all the other events. So for instance, at the Unstoppable Mindset event, I had a surprise up my sleeve in that I arrived stage left after everyone was already seated. So all the guests were already seated there and the person helping me with the event, he told me, right, Gavin, now it's time for your stage entrance. And I came dressed as P.T. Barnum um, from The Greatest Showman and blasted out The Greatest Show, blasted out that song from the soundtrack and then I got everybody up to dance. They were absolutely freaked out of their mind. And after about 10 seconds... I could tell that they were hoping, there was 40 of them or only one of me, that they were hoping that I would back down and let them back down into their seats. But it didn't. And by the end of it all, they had all danced. I had to pass a magic cane around. And funny, as soon as they all had the cane, nobody mind dancing. It was really a bit weird. But because of that opening, it was very easy for me to show uh, evidence to them where their comfort zones ended and where personal growth began. So try that at your next event. You need to have balls, you need to be prepared to fail, and it will work a treat. Now, number five, in Northern Ireland in particular, I think there's so much opportunity for micro-events that add value to niche areas if you can get a little creative with your event. Why not try alternative venues that no one has ever used before? Maybe even doing something outside. Why not even inside? Do something outside to create a buzz. Why not team up with a competitor and pool your resources and surprise the public that businesses and entrepreneurs can collab, uh, do collaborations on these things and don't always have to compete. And that could be a theme behind your actual event. I'm just giving you one there. Number six, make sure that your event is videoed so that you can make a showreel or two to showcase yourself when it comes to hosting your next event. Now, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Someone using a smartphone could probably do the trick even with limited production skills. Now, it's preferable to have a professional But that shouldn't be a barrier if you have a limited budget. It can be done on a good smartphone and edited maybe by somebody on Fiverr or on the Upworking websites if you don't have the skills to edit it yourself. Now remember, the edit um, with the social media platforms in mind that you're going to post to. So for Insta Stories, you'll be editing down to one minute 
up to, on LinkedIn, you could be editing to 10 minutes, that's how long you can post a video for, Twitter, 2 minutes, etc. Get a couple of videos of mixed duration so that you can cover all the bases. Now number 7, if you have a limited marketing budget, get creative about how you market the event. Now don't be afraid to run a competition on social for a couple of free tickets. This will ra- widen the reach of your marketing and generate interest. And maybe you get a couple of people who will be interested but possibly don't have the budget or don't have just quite enough interest to pay, but who could make a huge difference to your event. And I did that this time on Instagram and we got a couple of great people came to the event. Now, number eight, check out what other events are happening in your local area on dates you're considering and make sure that there isn't anything too similar happening on the same night. Now, you might want to give yourself a free run at it to make sure you don't clash. Now, a quick check on Eventbrite and Facebook uh, search in your area uh, will tell you what you need to know. Number nine, if your strength is in content and providing great value but not in setting up an event or selling tickets or marketing, what about partnering up with someone who can do that with you and then splitting the proceeds of the event? This can remove some of the pressure and leave you to concentrate on the content. So if you're great at the content, etc., and doing the event, but the other bit stresses you out, Partner up with somebody, ask somebody else to do that and then split the proceeds. Now number 10, does your event have some sort of opportunity to signpost the attendees into your wider ecosystem? Now that could range from getting their email addresses um, so that they will be on your mailing list to signposting them to your podcast or other events or selling them some of your other products in some sort of funnel uh, or hooking them up with partner companies of yours. So your event itself may be the starting point for a whole journey with you and maybe signposting into other products and services that you provide. Number 11. Now, some people go really hard on this on the funnel and they'll have their credit card machines at the events and that's really prevalent in personal development world. And whenever you're in that high emotion, they then get you to sign up and spend a whole lot of money. Um, But I I don't do that, but some people do. Um, but you could do things uh, in a softer and uh, softer marketing format. Now, number 11, sponsorship. Have a real think about this one, folks. Now, you'd be surprised how you can get sponsorship, whether it's just a reduced rate on the provision of drinks or snacks with a promise of giving some social media exposure to the provider, the wholesaler of those drinks or snacks. That's a wee way. Or sponsorship of the event could bring in some much-needed additional revenue and maybe cover the cost of the the event space. Now, don't be afraid to knock a few doors, send a few PMs or DMs. I mean, DMs on LinkedIn work wonderfully for this, and this can really work, and I've had success with it in the past myself. So just think about, is there something of value in this um, that a business... So if it's a business-related event that you're doing, maybe a local accountancy practice might want to sponsor it because there's going to be people looking for accountancy services. You could give out their their um, business cards there. Somebody from their firm could attend. You could have one of their pop-ups at the event um, and then you could thank them afterwards for sponsoring it. There's lots of opportunity there to get sponsorship. Now, 12, finally, why not partner with a charity and make that part of your giving back? So your CSR strategy for the year could be hooked in around some of your events. Uh, and honestly, I've done a whole episode uh, uh, on this a couple of weeks ago and it was such a win-win. It's such a win-win for you and for the charity when you get it right. So check out episode 81 titled "Want You, uh, you Want to Maximise the Impact of Your CSR and Charitable Work. So think about partnering up with charitable uh, organisations and making that part of your event if that's what you want to do. So 
You get your message out there and you get a bit of giving back done at the same time. So there you have it, Walruses. A dozen areas for you to think about to help nail your events. And the events themselves are such an amazing opportunity for you to showcase your personal brand that everybody should think about them as part of their personal and business marketing strategy. I was speaking to somebody the other day there and they just spent a large thousands and thousands of pounds on a marketing strategy and just on putting posts out there. And really, the posts were just a bit vanilla. There wasn't much, much to them. And I said to myself, this person would have been much better working towards an event. And then you have something to market, you know, something to work towards as part of your marketing strategy. And I've said uh, many times, the ability to do these things has been democratised with the dawn of social media. Please make use of the opportunity to get your message out there. This doesn't have to be about personal development stuff. I have all sorts of events planned in the coming 12 months, lots of which are not in personal development. Now, one final thing. If you don't think or worry that you can't pull off an event, just start a bit smaller and call it a meetup. So all of a sudden, it's not an event. It's a meetup. Look, the organiser of a meetup establishes their credentials pretty quickly as a leader in their industry. So, come on day. <laughs> See what I did there? Come on day. Come on day. Just make the decision to give some of this shit a go. If you can't get your mind sorted to call it an event or to do something bigger, do a meetup. Start adding value back out in there to the ecosystem and see what happens. Now, don't forget that this free resource is powered by the energy you share with me through your subscriptions and your reviews. So if you haven't yet subscribed or reviewed, I'd be so appreciative if you take the time today to do just what Oz Bradders did. So it's Oz Bradders did with a five-star review titled Bring Some Focus to Your Daily Routine. And the review goes like this. Gavin is one of the most passionate guys I know about success in business and in life. He doesn't hold back for starters, certainly calling it as it is with wit, style and good dose of humour. The thing I like most is that achievement is anything. Achievement in anything is about vision, focus and commitment to daily action. This is what the Speed Mentor podcast is all about. And you know what, Oz? That is an absolutely amazing uh, review. Thank you so much for it. And you've hit the nail firmly in the head. On on the head. Uh, so, and why not, folks? Why not bless me just like Oz did and leave me a review? So today is the day that you can continue going to events or meetups of others. Or maybe, just maybe, I've given you the actionable content and the inspiration to start doing some of your own so that you can actually start to level up. It's your choice. I'm a man on a mission.